Hello everybody, and thank you for joining me on this Thursday, the third day of December. Uh, I appreciate you all, as always, for taking some time out of your day to put this on. Hopefully it helps you. I know it helps me. It helps me find ways to just share some positivity, talk about my thoughts and feelings, and uh, also to look at some things that I do and still need to work on as well, and uh, to share with you how you can help uh, improve your self-care, your hopefully your self-worth, your self-love, and to find some optimism in your day, and how to try to always, always, always make a, a better life for yourself, for your loved ones, and maybe even for your community. So I'm hoping to inspire you in that way, even if I don't necessarily inspire, just hopefully give you some ideas that uh, maybe you'll implement once in a while. I'm going to keep doing them, so hopefully as you keep listening, you'll, you'll uh, catch on and take time to do one or two, maybe three, who knows, we'll see what happens. So uh, today there is... Uh, a lot happening. I myself am doing some work on anti-racism that uh, is coming together really nicely. I'm looking forward to it and um, it is really driving me to a part of my life that I uh, didn't realize was where I needed to be, if you will. It was always in me, but I didn't know how much passion and how many thoughts I had about it. And uh, I'm effectively doing something to try to bring about a, a difference and some change. So I'm not just talking about it, I'm trying to be about it. So I hope that you find something like that too. So today my first story is going to be only, well I'm only going to have one story to talk about today. I'll get to that in just a moment. But as always I'm bringing you some positive stories, positive step of the day, positive quote, and then I'll be out for your weekend. Alright. So let's get to it. Thank you for joining me. My name, of course, is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. And so what I really want to talk about today, I'm going to try to do it in a shortened, because I know this can be uh, somewhat weighing on our minds. I'm gonna. It's kind of two stories in one. Um, it's about the coronavirus and the COVID, uh, and how I, I called it the COVID. I was gonna say more, but I changed my thought real quick. Um, just how the numbers have been rising, and here in the U.S. specifically, the death toll is reached its highest since the spring and maybe even I think actually surpassed the death toll daily since spring and this is just it's getting worse instead of better uh the positive news about the vaccine being on the way is is still out and about and hoping but uh I know that in Seattle healthcare workers are are tired and they're you know looking for help in New York. They're looking for help. I'm sure in other places they are as well. These are just uh, two articles that I happen to find today. And I know in Connecticut, they're asking the governor to to put up restrictions again on gyms and, um, and uh, restaurants. And these are healthcare workers and providers who are who are asking for these things. 
And it's really because it all comes down to the simple fact that we are not physically distancing and we are not wearing our masks like we should be. And I get at some point we do have to try to figure out how to live with this. But right now, we are basically living as if it doesn't exist. Not all of us. There are plenty of us who are doing, taking the proper precautions. But there are far too many who are not. And if the death, the daily death rate increasing doesn't, doesn't uh, justify that we need to do better, I don't know what will for you. And... You know, there are plenty of people who keep thinking it's exaggerated, it's overblown. I have a co-worker who just lost a relative due to COVID. And, um, you know, he it was a shock to him. And, you know, he was just talking to me about it, how how difficult it was for the, you know, the family members to, to be able to, um, you know, even try to see the family member in the hospital and how it didn't quite work out the way they wanted it to and you know now they're up in arms and don't know what to do about the funeral and you know because it may not be affecting you specifically or maybe your extended friends or maybe some family it doesn't mean it doesn't exist we all have this bubble that in with which we live and we like to think that if it doesn't come within our bubble, then it must not be a real thing. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. Because we don't live in the the bubble that our neighbor even lives in. But it doesn't mean our neighbor may not have an issue of some sort. So, you know, we are all on this, this earth as well. So the earth is our bubble. If it's happening anywhere on earth, that means it's happening to people. And we've got away from, from it. And we, we think that... Oh, it's just, it only happens to others, it doesn't happen to me. Or we, we look at it as misinformation or disinformation and say, no, that's not a real thing. And we get so locked into that. But here's the thing. There are statistics that prove it. There are scientists who have been rushing for a, a vaccine. There are healthcare providers who are begging for help because they have to deal with this on the front lines. We are losing hospital beds and people are having to put off surgeries because it's difficult. I was talking to somebody about, you know, somebody in a situation with needing open heart surgery, but they had to move things around due to the fact that they had to dedicate an entire floor to COVID patients and they, you know, somebody who needs heart surgery can't be around those COVID patients. So, Again, you, we just need to have concern and care for others. And I get that we like to have our own rights, but your rights end when they start to infringe upon my rights. And I have a right to live and not get sick just as much as you have a right to believe that, you know, it doesn't exist. But it does exist. You can believe something, it doesn't mean it's true, Okay. What means it's true is that it's been proven, it's fact-based, or um, anything like that. And hey, you don't have to believe everything I believe, and that's fine. I'm not trying to argue. I'm not trying to force anything upon you. I'm just trying to say, can we have a little bit of care for other people? Can we have just a little bit of care? You know, these uh, healthcare workers have been battling for months and months and months and almost a year now. This is December. We've been doing this. I mean, there's a report that just came out today 
that that it's been happening since December of last year, and we're just really starting to understand that. So it's basically been a year only since well, February did we really understand what was happening, and then March we started a lockdown. But it's been around since December, maybe even earlier. And we need to do better. There's a little girl in the UK who wrote a letter to Santa Claus, and in that letter she basically asks Santa Claus to just let the world go back to normal. And, um, you know, if he can't do it, it's okay. But she doesn't really need anything. She has everything she needs. And it's a heartbreakingly sweet letter. And her mother didn't realize how affected she was by by the COVID lockdowns and the restrictions and virtual learning and all of that. She's an eight-year-old girl. But it affects everybody. It affects everybody one way or another. And all we need to do is work better together to try to make sure that we can all get back to the life that we loved so much. Things have changed. We can we can make the lives better now. But not if we continue to, to divide each other and, and separate on, on these issues. We have to find a way to come together. Alright, I know, long spiel. I'm done with that. But let's just try to do better. And I'm just, I'm just disheartened that it's December and we're still saying this and it's getting worse. Alright, enough of that though. I'm going to come back and... Uh, you know what? We'll get to some positive news. I'll be back in a moment. First positive news story comes from Oklahoma in the U.S. And it is, um, there is a new school with Oklahoma State University that is now working uh, with the Cherokee Nation to develop a osteopathic medicine uh, college, basically. So they've been working together to break ground on a medical school that will uh, be geared towards uh, a lot of uh, indigenous natives and um, also run by them where they're going to be their teachers and things of that nature because uh the idea is they send they send their students off to these other places to go to school like harvard stanford they specifically mentioned but now they'll have them here within the the nation cherokee nation specifically because uh bill john baker he's the former principal chief of the cherokee nation he's being credited with uh helping this project really get off the ground um you know they they did uh this whole um you know they money that went into it, like 40 million dollars to, to build this school and uh you know they uh worked with uh, oklahoma state university you know, they, they actually um, were, were working together uh, to make this a uh, come to fruition, if you will. So they are also going to, you know, be using uh, a lot of uh, natives for uh, teaching in the school, but also um, involved in the landscaping, the art and decoration of it. Um so they're going to be using a lot of medicinal plants used by Cherokee, you know, traditional Cherokee medicine men. 
uh, and women for generations. They're going to be using yarrow, blue indigo, rattlesnake, master, coneflower, and elderberry. Um, the the school itself is going to be on Cherokee land, but it's going to be supported by four other tribal nations as well: the Choctaw, the Chickasaw, the Muscogee uh, Creek, and then the Seminole as well. The five tribes are going to be providing funds for scholarships and clinical rotation uh, sites within their tribal clinic uh, clinic systems. So uh, there's about 22% of the uh, first school, uh, the inaugural school that identifies Native American, uh, whether Cherokee or otherwise. So it's not solely for them, but it is a way for them to have a school closer to home. And, um, you know, this is great for, uh, you know, the, the o Oklahoma State University itself and great for the, the tribal nations, if you will. So good on them. I, you know, this, they just started this school, just opened basically this, this fall. So hopefully they continue with great success. All right. My second story is kind of a bittersweet story and, uh, it's bittersweet. You'll find out in a moment. So a man named Chris Kennedy had put up, uh, or has been putting up for his four-year-old daughter since she's, you know, basically born. He's been putting up a black Santa Claus. And when they moved to their new, uh, location in Arkansas, he put up a larger one, um, you know, with some joy, a Christmas tree. And it's like a, a blow up black Santa Claus. And they said, whenever they find them, you know, uh, black Santa Clauses, they, they buy things like that to, because, you know, he, he said it's important for representation for his daughter to be able to see that, you know, black people can be anything. Um, so what happened was he found a letter, um, one day about his black Santa Claus. So I'll read that letter in a moment, but it was basically a one of harassment. So he filed a report with the, the police department. He called the post office to report it. And it, he saw where the address came from. It was a, a property owners association so he reached out to them they you know apologized and said they don't they don't agree with what was stated um and you know they've they've even gone on to 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 make sure that that he knows he's welcome and uh, they've given him membership or, or something i forget what the specifics are on that but here is what the message said so first when they saw the letter, it had a picture of a Santa Claus giving a double thumbs down. All right. And this is what it said. Please remove your Negro Santa Claus yard decoration. You should not try to deceive children into believing that I am a Negro. I am a Caucasian white man to you and have been for the past 600 years. Your being jealous of my race is no excuse for your dishonesty. Besides that, you are making yourself the laughing stock of the neighborhood. Obviously, your values are not that of the Lakewood area, and maybe you should move to a neighborhood out east with the rest of your racist kind. Yours truly, Santa Claus. So, the neighborhood has rallied around them to make them feel welcome, and, um, you know, one broad yard sign that says, Love your neighbors, y'all, and they've given them gifts with, uh, like, black uh, Santa yard flags and Merry Christmas flag with black Santa on it. The neighbors have rallied around um, this family, but 
unfortunately, you know, I mean, as great as every all the neighborhood has been, and that's why it's a positive story that the, you know, and, and as he says, my real neighbors have been simply amazing. I'm very happy that we moved to our neighborhood. They have shown that we are truly better together than we are apart, which is something I say all the time. And, uh, you know, uh, so there's another uh, positive moment for this, but I'll tell you more about that in a second. I just want to speak to the fact that somebody felt this. And, uh, you know, as much as we all love Santa Claus, you know, what he looks like isn't as important as what his message is. Just remember that, okay? What he looks like is not as important as what his message is. And his message is being able to bring peace and joy and happiness to everybody. And I typically, this time of year, work on a Christmas train. And I am not able to do that due to the COVID. And, you know, that's a, a battle I have to fight with with my disappointment and um, things. But the feeling you get when you make people happy at Christmas time and you get to celebrate and just be a part of their Christmas traditions and their lives and how happy you can make them and how happy it makes you. That's what Christmas is. And if we're going to limit it to the color of Santa Claus's skin, then we are missing what the point of Christmas is. It's supposed to be about bringing everybody together. I'll talk more about that as we get closer to Christmas. Just wanted to put that in. So, also in this story, sorry about my little tangent, but there are people who are trying to send uh, him gifts, and he says that he doesn't need the gifts, and he certainly appreciates it, but what he wants people to do instead is donate to uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities uh, of Arkansas, he says, because there are many families that are facing difficulties with long-term illness, and because of COVID-19, they aren't able to be around each other like normal. I want to give them a small bit of joy during the holidays, and any donation will help with that goal. So he's taken this negative and worked it into a positive. So hopefully Mr. Kennedy doesn't have to deal with things like that again. But anything's possible with where we live. Um, and we'll see what happens. But uh, good luck to him and his family. Hopefully it works out. Alright, so that takes me right into my step of the day. So my step of the day is going to be very apropos to what just happened, and it is changing your perspective on how you look at things, okay? Changing your perspective. So whoever wrote that letter needs to change their perspective and look at it from his point of view, how it's important for representation, but it's also about what you know Christmas actually means and how it's the spirit of, of giving and loving and happiness. Um... So, in all things that we do, we have our view of it, and I try to do this all the time, and I mess up, I'm not the best at it, but I keep working. If you look at it from a different perspective, you may have a change on it, okay? You may come to a different understanding of it, and it may help you long-term, and it may help your family, your friends, your community long-term, because we get stuck in our ways, and don't do that all the time, all right? Your way is not the only way. It may be the way that works best for you, but it's okay to look at it from a from an outside perspective and to to think of how you could do something differently or how you could think about something differently. You know, whether it comes to Christmas and you know the how you could how there could be a black Santa Claus, or whether it comes to 
looking at, um, I don't know, self-care and, uh, you know, and how it means to, to, to not just take care of, you know, what you eat and whatever, like why self-care can be different to everybody. Why for some self-care could be, you know, their diet and exercise. Why to, uh, to others, it could be more about, you know, their, their mental anxieties and stresses. It's all great. It's all great. It's all positive work on, on yourself, but it's just not the same perspective on what it means. Okay. And that's all right. You know, even COVID, we have different perspectives on it because it's not in our bubble. You know, it doesn't exist. Change your perspective. What if it is in my bubble? Well, I know somebody who it is in their bubble. How must they feel? Put yourself in their shoes. Empathy. Okay. You can change your perspective. Work on that. It takes practice. I'm still working on it. All right, and that is going to go to my quote for the day. My quote today comes from Marcel Proust. He is, uh, or was a French novelist, all right, and, and essayist and critic, and considered to be one of the most influential authors of the 20th century. And his quote goes like this. His quote goes like this. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new lands, but in seeing with new eyes. One more time. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new lands, but in seeing with new eyes. Goes right along with perspective. All right. It's not just finding something new. It's looking at it differently than you have before. All right. Change your perspective. Open your mind. Open your heart. You can do it. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new lands, but in seeing with new eyes. Thank you very much for making it through this episode. I know I talked a little bit too much today at you, but I felt it was important. I hope you listened and I hope you appreciated and get out there and look at things with a new perspective. Thank you again. Please, as always, if you want to follow me, you can find me on Facebook at The Daily Optimist Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Daily Optpod, at The Daily O-P-T-P-O-D. You can also email me. I am the Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. Tell me where I'm right. Tell me where I'm wrong. Share some stories, quotes, whatever you'd like to do. You can email me. And also, please, 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 rate, subscribe, and share rate so that other people can find it subscribe so you never miss it and share with anybody who needs a little optimism and positivity in their day thank you very much everybody enjoy your weekend i'll talk to you again next week until then everybody please be well